Greetings, all you very individuals. Welcome to another Africa podcast, it's episode 25. We're going to talk about why Africa is great. Specifically, we're going to talk about the jazz composer, Duke Ellington. Mixed jazz with the orchestra. Now, who is Duke Ellington? Well, growing up in a segregated Jim Crow Lord America, he managed to keep the rhythm of Africa alive. But not as sophisticated as the rhythm of Africa. Accompany with his smooth, suave, cool demeanor and his dandy, dapper appearance, he helped change the view of many Africans living in America at the time as they were depicted as clowns. But his cool look completely changed how people saw Africans and they actually started to have some respect for them in terms of music anyway as Duke Ellington was actually well compensated when he was performing at the Cotton Club. Now why is Duke very well respected and why is he such an icon? Well first of all his music lasted many decades. He started in the 1920s and his music was still favoured and played and listened to right down to the 70s until his death and, and it's still being played till this day but for someone to have such a large quantity of music work albums tours it's impressive and he really really fought for african-american rights in america and martin is sitting in the limousine and he looks up and he sees edward he jumps out of the car and he runs over to him they embrace like they were old friends. He was really in awe of having met Mr. Ellington. He was known for his wits and humor, and he really knew how to conduct a band and put them together, especially his charisma as well, as he had some of the greatest jazz players ever in his band, like Cat Anderson, Paul Gonzalez, and Johnny Hodges, to name a few. And his supreme passion for music as well, as he always wanted to work on original work, not just for money, but for the passion and creativity. When you say for the young people, that means that young people are dictating. They are the dictators or the dictatresses of the day as far as the art is concerned. And this is not true. Mm-hmm. The young people are the people who are buying because they are told to buy. And they cannot buy what is not pressed. And there's a little man known as a sales manager who tells them how many million to press. Mm-hmm. And then he, they tell the little children, they say, now you buy this million. And they do it. Has no relationship to music. Yes. And it uh, has nothing to do with taste. A man that has overcome so many obstacles in his life. And he even had a decline in his career around the 1950s. As a lot of his music was kind of seen as old school and outmoded. But I believe that when you sort of stick to an original path and not mindlessly follow what everybody else is doing, your work becomes timeless. And as time went on, um, he gradually gained his recognition and popularity again um, during the new part jazz festival 
where Punk Gonzalez performed a 24-chorus marathon. The crowd went wild and the concert made international headlines and also Duke managed to appear on Time magazine. And of course, we can't really forget his collaboration with Billy Strayhorn, who was actually the brains behind a lot of his hit music, his greatest music really, like Take the A Train, which is a great song. Because of everything he's done, he was well respected and recognised everywhere. There are now many sculptures of him and on the reverse tail side of the District of Columbia Quarter, Duke Ellington is there engraved on the coin and he's received many awards many accolades but what i believe and what is really inspiring to me was that he kept talking about his identity as an african-american man and he never took away the african side of him which is very important and very good to have because i believe that many africans can become successful and there's many examples so don't ever throw away your African identity, because we need it. As Afro, Scots.